Dark, a podcast about the CW's Riverdale that is hiding so many deep, dark secrets. Dark, deep secrets. Dark secrets in Harvest House. I'm Alex. When the darkness falls on you, reach behind and just make sure both of your kidneys are there because someone's coming for them. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And we are going to be talking about Chapter 56, The Dark Secret of Harvest House. This episode was fucked up. Oh, Yonsville. Oh Could God. something happen in this what show? What are you know. talking Stop about? Stop spitting your wheels, Riverdale. If only a character would do or say or be somehow <laughs> surprising. Give me a break, oh Ardale. Uh, you know, it's funny. The structure of this season has, of course, been totally different than the previous two seasons. Um, but in season one and season two, we essentially have the penultimate episode be this epic blowout. And then the last episode was the fallout after that. Yeah. Like season two, they figured out the Black Hood. Some other stuff happened afterwards, some big events. Uh, but the overall season mystery was figured out. Same with season one. I believe that's when they figured out Jason Blossom's murder. Uh, they resolved most of that. There was still some pretty effed up stuff to happen in the season finale. Uh, this one's different. Yes. This one's different. Crazy stuff happens throughout the episode. But there are so many things going into the season finale right now. I have... No idea how they're going to handle this. It's insane. Yeah, and th- this also the structure is every episode feels like they finish a scene and they're like, oh, yeah? Listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, every new scene is a dare against the last scene to be like, fuck you. <laughs> Guess what we're doing now? There's, I mean, specifically to your point, there's almost a triptych at the end of the episode where we see what happens to Betty, and that's like any other episode, oh. that's the cut to Riverdale. Yeah. And then the thing happens with Jughead that is the cut to Riverdale. And then I was completely like, after that happens, and I'm doing like really based on what's going on. Then they go into that like happy Riverdale music where it's like, it's completely through me. Yeah. Completely. Uh, Real bright spot to cheer you up on the way out the door. But it is great. Lots of stuff to recap before we get into the episode. We'll try to keep it to a tight 45 minutes this time in terms of what's going on. Tight 45. Tight 45. So there's two mysteries going on. Just kidding. There's three mysteries going on. Just kidding. There's at least four or five (laughs) mysteries going on. Uh, Betty is dealing with the farm. This is a cult run by a guy named Edgar Evernever. Uh, Edgar Evernever has a daughter who's actually his His wife wife named Evelyn Evernever never. Uh, He has slowly sucked in a good chunk of the Riverdale cast into his cult, uh, which is sort of Scientology-esque, sort of wild, wild country-esque a little bit. Uh, This includes Cheryl Blossom, Tony Topez, Fangs Fogarty, uh, Kevin Keller, also Alice Cooper and Polly Cooper were two of the very early adopters of the farm. Uh, And as of last episode, with the reemergence, we think, 
well, we don't think, but they think in the show, of Hal Cooper, a.k.a. the serial killer, the Black Hood, Betty agreed to join the farm, which is something that Edgar and Alice and Polly have been asking her to do for a very long time in order to stay safe from Hal. They told her the walls are strong. You can stay in here. You'll be safe. So that's where we leave Betty at the beginning of the episode, uh, even if Betty has been working against the farm the entire time. Now, Jughead... It was all part of her plan. It was all part of her plan. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I think definitely in this episode, everything goes according to her plan. (laughs) Well, she was just like, you know, the only way to take him down is from within. Except that uh, we can certainly get into this in a second. This does not seem like her plan at all. Like, that is not... I legitimately think she's trying to keep safe at the farm at this point. Whatever, dude. Here's a little spoiler. It's not safe. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I've been a big proponent of the farm from the beginning. Yeah. How are you doing now, asshole? Fine. I think they're they're still going about their business. They're just a business. It's a business. Yeah, it's like you a can't it's a, like a candy store. You can't be a business that takes things from people without their knowing. That's what a, a farm is. You grow a product and then you sell that product. And in this case, they're had a they're having a harvest. And it's uh, this is uh, so creepy. The fact that you're like smiling as you're talking about this makes me want to punch you in the face. Go to any farmer's market um, in uh, the local in like Brooklyn, yeah. and you're gonna find someone selling orchids. I, I, I promise you that. We need to get back to the recap in a second, but I should mention that right before the podcast started, uh, we took both of Justin's kidneys, so he's going into shock right now. I am slowly losing blood, and I'm filling with pee. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So Jughead, usual. Jughead has been investigating the season's other big mystery, which is the identity of the Gargoyle King. The Gargoyle King is a gigantic stick monster who's been <laughs> terrorizing the town with his evil role-play game, Griffins and Gargoyles. Uh, going back to the beginning of the season, originally there were a couple of players, including Dilton Doily, Ben Button, which is the actual name of the character, uh, and uh, Ethel Bugs, uh, played Ethel. by Sh- Shannon Purser. Uh, Ethel was playing Princess Ethelene in the game. She helped Jughead out a little bit by giving him a Griffins and Gargoyles manual earlier in the season. Um, and we haven't seen her for a while ever since Betty rescued her from the Sisters of Quiet Mercy, the evil nunnery that used to uh, inhabit the place that now the farm is in. The show is complicated. Uh, Jughead has uh, slowly been tracking down the Gargoyle King. Um, what else should we say about that? Oh, there's a sex bunker uh, that they <laughs> use sometimes yeah. that is under the ground. It's a used uh, sex bunker. <laughs> it's a used sex bunker. Uh, there's a lot of candles in there. It used to be owned by Dilton Doyle. Also a couple of dead bodies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Also, we should mention that last episode was the prom. Betty was attacked at prom. First, she thought by the Gargoyle King. She was led from the prom, given a note uh, by a dude. with Jester. A jester. Thank you. Uh, Give it a note. uh, Came outside, confronted the Gargoyle King, but was waylaid by the Black Hood, her father, who now has a hook for a hand, Mm -hmm. uh, and chased throughout the school. uh, And then both of them disappeared, and she was rescued by Jughead. So that's what's going on with Jughead. Uh, meanwhile, on the other side of town, Archie and Veronica, who are not romantically together quite nope, yet. Nope, they are not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They wait, are what? Not. wait, are you guys agreeing on stuff? They yeah. are not together. Let's just leave it at that And for they'll right never now. get together. Maybe. Yeah, that's definitely not true. Uh, Archie and Veronica are working together, though. They decided a problem to take down Hiram Lodge, specifically because Veronica found out that her father did not, in fact, uh, give her a loan or anything like that. He is own, a fake deed. A fake deed. He owns Le Bon Nui. He owns Pop Steiner. Ergo, he also owns the El Royale gym that uh, 
that Archie has been fighting in and thought he was given by Hiram Lodge. So he owns all of that stuff. Uh, also, Hermione Lodge is the mayor of town. Dot, dot, dot. That's probably all you need to yep. know about her. Uh, and Mary Andrews, uh, who is a lawyer, who is Archie's mom, is in town helping out. Uh, what did you want to say, Pete? You raised your head. Yeah, she's not mad at the fact that her dad is a mobster, uh, kills people, uh, or uh, tried to hurt Archie numerous times to break up the relationship. Uh, that's definitely not true. Uh, last thing you should probably know about, oh, actually several things you should probably know about. Uh, Reggie has been somewhere for a while, uh, mm-hmm. th- shooting a bad boys movie, I think. I think he's just be- been being a bad boy. Yeah. yeah. He broke up with Veronica, or rather they both broke up together, uh, because they didn't want to mix business and pleasure. It wasn't quite working out, so we have not seen him the past couple of episodes. I love mixing business and pleasure. <laughs> oh my God. Pleasure. Um, and actually, I think that is probably. I all. think that's about it. If there's anything else, we Cheryl, can definitely. You didn't say anything about Cheryl. And no, Tony. I did. I said Cheryl and Tony are at the farm. That's kind of all okay. you need to know about them. This they're episode. dating. Yeah. They're dating. There you go. Uh, Kevin and Fags maybe married. Not uncle- totally Very unclear. unclear. Fangs just wherever something's going on <laughs> just pops up all He's over the everywhere place. Where you want him to be? Hey, today I'm boxing. <laughs> now I believe in farm stuff. <laughs> it's crazy that Fangs is around. Yes, there you go. And Fangs also, where's Sweet Pea? What's going on with Sweet Pea this episode? That's what I'm saying. They could have easily get made Fangs do one thing, like box, and Sweet Pea go to the farm or vice versa. But instead, they're like, nah, let's do Fang. And <laughs> Fangs, do. Fangs does everything. Fangs is great. He's versatile. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's got a lot of stuff going on. He, apparently, he has a lot of stuff, a lot of sins because he's at the farm. He's like, oh, I did a lot of bad stuff. Yeah. Nothing we know about. All right. Let's jump into the episode. Justin, walk us through it. So, right out of the gate, Jughead's uh, narration, he's like, it was the worst, worst massacre in high school prom history. Deadliest prom. And then they quickly move on and never <laughs> once talk about it again. Yeah. Not even a gesture. School. They don't even go back to the high school. Not even gestured to anyone that died. No one ever talks about it. It's crazy. I mean, there were a bunch of randos who died. Who cares about them? those? In, I agree with you for the sake of the show, but certainly those randos have rando parents, yeah. rando jobs. Do you know jobs. what they need to do at some point? You know how they have that moment of Buffy the Vampire Slayer where no, uh, she, she always thought that nobody recognized her and that the problem, they were like, we're going to give you this golden umbrella award for always protecting us. And it's this really beautiful, sweet moment. They need to do the same thing with the core four, but give them a golden asshole award. Yeah, because everyone knows them. Yeah, everybody knows them. You're like, you guys keep fucking up our entire school. Stop it. Yeah, it's their fault everybody got murdered. I think so. It kind of is. Yeah, I mean, technically. Though we don't know anything about any of it. Are we saying the Black Hood killed those kids? Uh, I mean, I think the implication is the Black Hood kill or the Black Hook killed the Black Hook, yeah. Or the Gargoyle King. He was there too. (laughs) Yeah, I know, but we don't know which, and we don't know for sure that they're working together, really. Oh, they are definitely working. They were standing next to each other. Yeah. Uh, There is an interesting thing. Uh, Maybe this is a trick of my memory, but in the previous episode, they were like, oh, two unrelated serial killers. But in the previously on, there's a clip of Betty saying, possibly together. Yeah. It feels like they shot that and cut that out of the last episode. But they yeah. put it because they're like, oh wait, that makes more sense. Well, that's what I, this episode made me. Well, let's talk about it. So, we, right, out of the, right out of the gate, we have Doctor Curdle saying that uh, that the hand that was removed from Hal Cooper, he did himself. Creepy more yeah. guy loves it. I, I love that he has that line about there are eight bones oh, in the human. Yeah, wrist. it's like Curdle. <laughs> we don't need to know that. We just came for you for one piece of information. Stop talking, and also don't talk like that. We're in a morgue. Would you like a glass of maggots? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> a 
Thanks. I'm still finishing the first glass you poured. <laughs> Very good, Mackens. <laughs> oh so stop. Thick. That's so yeah. creepy. Oh, I uh, love him so much. I hope he doesn't turn out to be evil because he is rapidly becoming my favorite character on the show. Yeah. It, it, I think they they know that they're going to keep him right where he is. Oh, yeah. he's, he's so good. He's, he is his great. delivery is so good, and they just need to keep writing lines like that uh, bones of the wrist thing, just randomly saying things like that. It's, it's, I love it. So, do we think that uh, Hal Cooper is the Black Hook? Yes. What you said? Yes. Yeah. And you, you said, said no. Yeah. Oh, we got to fight. <laughs> fight. 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 Prove. Wait, okay. Why do you think he is the Black Hook, and why are you wrong about that? <laughs> well, first off, fuck you. Uh, secondly. Uh, it's because he wanted the transfer. This was all part of his plan. Uh, okay, so here's why I don't think it is. First of all, it's... Because almost, he attacked Betty? Is that your whole point? I mean, that was one of my things, is that that dude in the hallway attacked Betty, which is, I've been told several times online now, it was that he was prepared to kill Betty and Alice last season uh, if they weren't going to join him, which, fair, but the way the dynamic has been set up over the course of this season, uh, he is a mentor to Betty. He is grooming her. He's trying to make her like him again, which is the thing that he tried to do in season two as well. But yeah. if she's going to get him caught, she's, him, he's going to Him being murder. a silent killer who's just attacking her with no remorse is not who Hal Cooper is. Yeah. Uh, additionally, Additionally, the fact no, that she, hold on. Additionally, the fact that she was yelling, "Dad, why are you doing this?" Dad is classic misdirection. Like they're telling us yeah. that he's absolutely one hundred percent Hal Cooper. Of course, he's not. The last thing I don't know if we want to jump ahead through this storyline, uh, but when the Black Hook attacks this episode. That's not Lachlan Monroe in that mask. Like, right. blatantly, it's not him. It's a little skinnier. I'm pretty sure it's Chick. Yeah, I'm, I'm in oh, the definite Chick. Stop that bullshit. I'm right. definitely Wait, on the Chick you, boat. You, you, you just no, said, as, like, 80 I'm things sorry. that don't make sense. As I've always said, Chick is the real villain of Riverdale. <laughs> <laughs> You're an asshole. Chick, right. We've always said Chick is the one-armed villain of Riverdale. <laughs> and we've never said anything else. All the dad does is mess with Betty. So not answering when she's like, Dad... Dad, he loves it. He's messing with her. I will say, as a dad of two, that is a classic dad maneuver. Yeah. When I'm chasing my kids around with a hook, I kind of do the same thing. In a mask. Let's not forget the mask you wear. So right there, I'm right and you're fucking wrong. Uh, wow. Uh, no, but the thing is, he, she knows, he knows that she knows who he is. So there's right. no reason for him to hide his identity or like yeah. maintain it's a not front. Just for, no, it's for everybody else. It's because they couldn't get the actor for a couple of episodes. So they put a mask on him and made him silent. Yeah. So they Smart didn't move. have to pay. They should do that with a lot of actors. <laughs> yeah. It's a great way to cover your ass. Silent actors watering out with masks. Yeah. Give a red hood for Archie, a yellow yeah, hood. I yeah. disagree with every point Everybody you brought can up. Relax and have a good time. Uh, here's the thing. And I have another, like, what if the Black Hook is actually sort of working, uh, trying to take down the Gargoyle King? Oh, I disagree with that, but I'm curious to hear your evidence. I, well, I don't know. I don't have a lot of evidence for it, but I don't understand why the Black Hook would be working with the Gargoyle King. It doesn't make sense. Two to bad me. guys. Sometimes yeah, you team I mean, up I for think, a common goal. Yeah, exactly. What's yeah. their goal? It's a classic team up. Here, here's I, I have a. This is definitely jumping ahead to the end of the episode, but I'm pretty sure that the Black Hook, the Gargoyle King, Edgar Everdever, and Polly Cooper are all working together. Like it's the whole. 
You think they're all working together? I think they're no, all dude, working together. You've been saying crazy shit the last time you thought Jughead was the goddamn fucking Gargoyle King. I said I did it. I thought it would be crazy if Jughead well, let me was throw, the There Gargoyle was a King. piece of evidence in this episode that definitely pointed to the theory. The Jughead theory? Yeah. We know yeah. who the Gargoyle King. They tell us during this episode. So let's, let's what, talk okay. about that later. Yes. But, Jesus um, Christ. I don't know. The The Black Hook is It's a definitely a mystery. And it's gonna be. A, I think there's going to be a twist there. If there's not going to be a twist in the Gargoyle King reveal, there will be a twist in the, no. uh, in the Black Hook reveal. No, I, I think I think fucking frankly, Hal Cooper. No, I think they cut off his hand. They have him chained up somewhere. He's still alive, uh, but they are holding him hostage in order to torture Betty and Jughead and everybody else. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if it's Chick, if Chick is the mastermind of well, all of it. stop with the Chick. <laughs> no more Chick theories. We don't have enough time for this bullshit. It would make the sense. The name of our podcast is Chick Theories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You wish it was. I got some Chick theories. So the, <laughs> oh, my God. No, the, you go up to her, you tell her you don't like her. stop. And she loves it. Uh, the, no, because... Chick was wronged by... I call the that negging. The cool. No, Very <laughs> fresh take. Uh, chick was wronged by our group. By Stop our core talking group, about Chick. By Make our core a different group point. In, in the last season. So he has a very... He's angry at them. He's yeah, revenge is on his mind. it also makes sense for him to take on the Black Hood personality in order to punish them because they sent the Black Hood after him. Yeah. So, yeah, he would want to publi- He would want to punish... Hal Cooper, he would want to punish Betty, he would want to punish Jughead, and he would want to punish all of them. Yeah. And I that's, think that's why he's the true hero of Riverdale. Fuck. That's <laughs> <laughs> Move on to your next fucking... No, uh, I think we've done uh, everything we well, need to talk about. We've covered most of the stuff on the episode that I have written down. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I guess let's move through... Should we talk about uh, the Lodge, Lodge Archie Veronica? Sure. Stuff I first? think there's three storylines. I mean, the Betty and Jughead storylines clearly intersect because yeah. of the phone calls, but they are running on their own track for the most part, and then there's the Archie Veronica thing that's running on its own track. Let's do Archie Veronica sure. first, since that's a little more not uh, crazy. <laughs> By this show standard. By this By show any standard. other show standard, yeah. watching your ex-girlfriend's dad bare-knuckle box Yo, Dude. hold on, we gotta get there So the Crazy. Lodges are back, we haven't seen them in a couple episodes Great to see him, Hermione's in there for one second yeah. Really crushing my theory that she's the Gargoyle King Since all she does is go, what? I don't know And then leaves uh, as, sure. as, per you, as per how she's been lately uh, so Hiram wants to buy Riverdale. He's <laughs> buying all of Riverdale. <laughs> That's his latest scam. And he's but, like, I already talked to the governor. I'm uh, going to be mayor. And everyone's like, what? Uh, yeah. yeah, he's going to buy the entire <laughs> town. And he yeah. tells his ex to pack up her shit because she's the mayor. Now, I'm going to say this, and I mean it, like, truly, I love this show. This show is written like improvisers improvising on stage. You're like, oh, yeah? I'm, I- I'm an astronaut full of fire, too. And it's like, okay, man, whatever this you know, scene is. I mean, what I, what I loved about the move of having Hiram say, I'm going to buy Riverdale, is it instantly puts the stakes so incredibly high. Yeah. Like, they're already at 100, so it goes up to 1,000 or whatever yeah. it is. But it sets up to get into this whole storyline, it sets up this fight for literally for Riverdale, like for yeah. the entire town, which frankly, this is the first time all season I've liked the boxing storyline because it felt like it had the appropriate level to the stakes. Uh, um, me too. It like was great. It was perfect. Oh, so good. It was a great payoff for all of the boxing. Also, season. what was great about Veronica telling everybody her dad's plans was even Archie was like, we get it. Your dad sucks and like cuts her off. It was such a fun moment. Uh, yes, agreed. So, uh, so 
Hiram's going to buy Riverdale, so Veronica is like, okay, well, I'm going to go to the FBI and pin all my all of the crimes I've committed in my uh, secret speakeasy on Hiram since he owns the place. The FBI says, great idea. Go ahead and entrap Hiram, kids. <laughs> well, we should also mention that uh, yeah, the the F- they get the FBI agent because Mary Andrews is working with Archie and Veronica, and she has yet another friend from Sarah Florence who is helping yeah. her out. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I wanted every single episode she brings in this high-powered woman who is the best at her job. Yeah. It's great. Uh, also, it was really kind of interesting, the fact that um, uh, Veronica is just like, yeah, we're doing this illegally. And they're like, well, you do that. That doesn't mean your father's attached to it. So I was glad that someone finally pointed that out. Right. Uh, but they move past it anyway, because yeah. honestly, it doesn't matter. They really only want Hiram Lodge. Uh, and yeah. that's fine. It, I'm, it, cool. classic, I'm good with that. you got to get them uh, committing a crime. Yeah. Uh, so, of course, to, to make that crime happen, Archie gets on board instantly. Uh, mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, sure. Uh, he goes to the classic boxing gym steam room, which is in a boxing gym. Yes, and we should also mention that other than the scene with Hiram and Hermione, Hiram does not wear a shirt all episode long. No, and yeah. that dude's fucking jacked. Oh, my dude. God. He's he is a crazy Jesus Christ. Uh, watching them <laughs> box, it was like watching uh, classic Nintendo Little Mac versus <laughs> Mike Tyson. Yeah. Like, I, Archie's so tiny, and he's just like, ha, and he actually fought. I thought the fighting sequence in this episode was great, uh, but Hiram is so fucking it, it was amazing, too, because Archie, usually, he's the jack guy on yeah. the show, right? Yeah. I almost feel like they weighted him down for the episode or something like that because he looks smaller. He looked less Abby than usual. Abby. Uh, yeah, maybe it's just compared to Hyrule Lodge, but that guy is just like, he's thick. He's yeah. thick and he's wide. I mean, it was really ballsy the way Archie stro- strolled right into that sauna and was like, you and me fighting for the town. I don't ever want to confront anyone in a sauna. Yeah, no. there's wet no or, eye contact. Or a steam room or yeah, a dry yeah, sauna. No Either one. 100% if I tried to do that, the towel would fall off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You'd slip and fall and you're naked yeah. on the floor being like, I'm so sorry. What am I doing here? <laughs> uh, but I, uh, let me ask you this because I, I I liked it. I thought it was super fun. I was a little iffy on the idea of playing on uh, Hiram's ego in this episode because it felt like they needed to knock Hiram's intelligence down a couple of notches well, in order to make it work. I agree with you, but I also think I bought it because Hiram is coming up on his big win buying yeah, Riverdale, sure. and they play it they play it the the most with the most subtlety they've done. Like they've learned from their Veronica's learned from her past misses, yeah. and is like, okay, well, we're just going to very slightly drop. This yeah, in. the way that she was just like, oh yeah, Dad, whatever people are asking me to bet, and he's like, yeah, we'll bet. At your place, and she's like, All right. Yeah, run the bets with the Bonnui, yeah. which uh, plays out later. So then we get a big reveal of Reggie back in town. Oh. Shot, shot with such a hero reveal. Oh, I loved what? it. He was like, Wait a second, why are you looking like somebody else is here? Yeah. And and she's listen. not talking to an empty booth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Huh. Uh, Reggie, but. looking good, feeling fresh, coming off. Uh, his movie, but you're damn right, Archie. You can't just barge into a place and expect somebody to be sitting there waiting for you. Hold on, you're jumping way to the end of this plot line now. Yeah. Uh, oh. So Reggie does come back. Uh, he decides to help out Veronica for old time's sake because she needs a con man. He doesn't do a lot of conning necessarily. No. Uh, uh, but he's there, so it's fine. He puts his tie on, and he r- goes and runs the numbers. Well, that's the original cod, is making people think you look fancy. Yeah, exactly. Bow tie. I, I was worried that uh, Reggie was going to rat uh, Veronica out. 
Uh, well, that definitely didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, it just seemed like the way they were kind of like shooting it and hanging I, on I Reggie. Agree. I definitely there was like a, a tone that. that like maybe wasn't trustworthy. You know what that tone was? Raw sexual chemistry. Yeah. And we got to see a lot th- of that on I display. I think that tone was, we have Charles Belted for two days. Let's yeah. get through this as quickly as possible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's really shoot. Let's light him super well. Yes. So uh, mo- uh, moving on, we have Archie. Um, he's sneaking out of the house to fight Hiram. And uh, his mom's like, no, I'm going to come watch this fight. <laughs> that was I, great. I love that too. It was because good. if you're an adult in the town of Riverdale, why would you not want Hiram Lodge, want to watch Hiram Lodge get the shit kicked out of him? But yeah. if you're an adult in Riverdale, you're like, holy shit! Did you shake his hand? He almost crushed my whole arm when I shook <laughs> yeah. his hand. You're like, yeah. my tiny son's gonna fight this man monster. Yeah. Okay. Uh, speaking of man, man Monica looking good working together. Uh, Veronica, that's what I call Veronica and Reggie. Sure, sure, sure. Remember. Yeah, sure, everybody sure. knows that's the hashtag. Uh, we've got it's Ver- trending. It's trending. Uh, we've got Veronica singing Beyonce. Yeah, How about that, that? That was a little ballsy. I Bold. agree, but it was yeah. great. It was yeah, great. It was I good. liked how laid back it was. You know, yeah. she was just like chilling on a chair, doing the finger guns, just yeah. like Beyonce does in the song. It's, uh, yeah. really? it's no, so crazy. No, she doesn't do finger guns. It's so crazy <laughs> that Veronica chose during the fight to just stay at her place and sing a song. Right. She's yes. totally double booked. Well, well, but that's what they're doing. The that's whole, the, the, trap. Whole plan, that's the, trap. the whole plan no, that know, they I figure know. out is that the FBI is going to raid Le Bon Nui. That was she... set up very nicely earlier in the season when they were talking about we're going to roll out these casino games. We have plenty of time, a good 30 to 45 minutes to roll all our casino games back if the feds ever come down here. Yeah. Uh, so this time, she does it. The feds come down. They raid the place. Uh, they say they're looking for Highland Lodge. The whole point of the fight, it turns out, was to keep Hiram busy across town uh, while they were raiding uh, the La Bonne Nuit, so he couldn't bring in any dudes or get ahead of it or anything like that. Uh, and across town, they're having uh, the biggest fight ever. So yeah. great. When they go bare knuckle, I was like, oh, my oh, God. Shit. Oh, shit. What it a was horrible. so rough, but so well done. And to the point you were making earlier... It, it's clear now that this whole boxing storyline was leading up to this. Yeah, like right. It's that final boss battle, Hiram versus Archie, yeah. bringing it back to the beginning of the season. He yeah. framed him for murder. He threw him in jail. It is so satisfying to watch that. And even if I've been iffy about the boxing storyline all along, I'm glad it led up to this. Yeah, I yeah. agree. This is a great fight. It all made up for it, especially that part where you know they're talking afterwards once the cops like come in. That was just so cool. Where well, he was like, first though, uh, Hiram knocks Archie down, knocks out his mouth guard, is about to kill him. Well, I love right before that when we're still with Reggie and Veronica. Someone's like, or Reggie's like, "Hey, Veronica, people are betting that Hiram's gonna kill Archie." I was like, "That's not a bet. You take in boxing. I think uh, competitor A is going to murder the second one. What are the odds on that? That's yeah. not how it works. I mean, that's how Peaches and Creed work. She's taking the bets, and she's like, "Yeah, whatever you guys." want to do yeah, yeah whatever you yeah, want to yeah. do archie's gonna die we'll take your money <laughs> it yeah. was that was hey, wild. i'm gonna put a hundred on hot dogs gonna jump out and eat hiram's <laughs> face <laughs> all right i'll take that back all i'll right, take whatever that you say i don't even care hiram it's really well done though hiram's like throwing the ref out of the way knocks the mouth card oh, shot yeah. was so cool and then in the moment like you're saying um FP comes in, arrests Well, Hiram. first he says i i won i beat you yeah. i'm the better man well, yeah. and archie says no I'm the better man. You lost. And that's when FP comes in and says, I have never been more pleased to say anything in my life. You're under arrest and puts well, the cuffs on him. Well, back right. up for a second, because uh, oh, Hiram all of a sudden Pete LePage wants to back up. Oh, a little we got bit. a Mr. Hi- recap over Hi- here. Hiram was about to kill Archie, like punch him. 
and Veronica says stop, and she he actually listens to her, which I thought was oh, very that was a cool he moment. He is a good dad. Yeah, I was. He's uh, a very I was good dad. Except for all the lying and stealing he did from yeah, his daughter. trying yeah, to kill Archie all the time. He's well, one of the I'm best just dads surprised it stopped him. I'm surprised that really stopped him. This is the thing that has always gone on in the show, though, with the lodges is. They're messed up. They mess with each other constantly. But deep down, they are a family, and that is the deepest bond that they have. I think, I I get the feeling, at least for now, Veronica has broken out of that. She has gotten out of that cycle. She has finished it, at least for this episode, definitively. Uh, But Hiram isn't out of that still. He cares about his daughter more than anything in the world, no matter what he does to her. And I think some part of him is impressed that she got him. Like, yeah. he's, like, yeah. impressed by her. Also, it was really ballsy for Archie to be like, you didn't win. I've just been holding you here. I was like, dude, well, what? Talk about ballsy. So then Hiram's in jail. Veronica comes in and is just, like, grinding his gears oh, about I losing. Know. Like, just yeah. bragging to his just face. Kidding. I was like, what are you doing? You're just going to make him more angry. As Never. if everybody who has ended up in that jail cell all season long has an A, either died one scene later or escaped one scene yeah. later. Yeah, and then with the last shot we see of Hiram, he's literally about to break the bars open. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah, he has superpowers. Yeah. That, that was not, <laughs> those bars were not put they're very because like the way he was shaking I was like that's not attached to anything I else. 100% would not have been surprised if he just ripped them open rips it open <laughs> his hand bursts into flames uh, <laughs> it turns into Colossus style metal hand like yeah. whatever you want to do yeah. I'm fine yeah. that said and as always with the show absolutely anything could happen next episode I do really think we are done with the Hiram Lodge storyline for this season I agree I yeah. think he's in jail and we'll pick back up with him next season yeah. with getting out of jail or whatever yeah which or I'm starting very, his own I'm fight club in jail I, where he yeah. beats people to death. Uh, sure, something like that. Uh, we we were talking about this on the last episode of the podcast. Uh, if that is the direction they go, I'm glad he is not the uber boss of the whole thing. I'm glad yeah. all of this craziness is not happening because of him. Um, and I'm glad we finished that off in a really incredibly satisfying manner. Um, Can yes. we talk about the most disturbing thing from this episode? Oh, when Archie's mom said, you guys are endgame? Nope. Uh, because that, I was like, I was like, yeah. Riverdale... You're getting too close to the line. <laughs> a line I never thought you could touch of being too meta. And when she's like, I think you guys are endgame, I was like, ooh, she sounds yeah. a lot like Twitter. She sounds a lot like human Twitter. Everybody, though, all season long, they've decided yeah, that for, endgame Veronica is... said that early on, so... No. So this is... I would keep a track. Uh, there have been uh, four instances of the word endgame in this season alone, one of which was cut. It was in the promo for the first episode, Veronica saying to Hiram, me and Archie are endgame. They didn't end up broadcasting that in the episode. Then later on, Veronica, when they broke up, said, but Archie, we're endgame. endgame." I remember Uh, that. Then Josie said it when she broke up with Archie. She's like, we're not endgame. The clear implication being you and Veronica are endgame. And then again, uh, Mary Andrews says it here. Molly Uh, Yes, thank you. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, really? From 16 Candles? That's the one. Didn't realize that at all. Yep. I thought it was just KJ Oppa. Yeah, I'm, like here, to help, I'm here to help. I'm here to help. That's good. Uh, yeah, to your point, th- they got to stop saying that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just like, unless it means something, maybe, because I would, I do think they are, like, uh, Griff- Griffin's Gargoyles is a game. If there's some sort of end game as a thing Ooh. for this season, maybe that means something. Because they're saying it in a way where I'm like, 
Why do you keep saying it? Because it's it's definitely weird. I think they're trying to tie it into Avengers. I think that's what it no, is. No, I think it's just, it's Varchi's word. It's a fun thing to write and throw in there, but they've done it one too many times. Well, I think Mary Andrew's saying it was the one where it's like red flag. So maybe either it's like a little goofy uh, writing-wise, or it does mean something. Yeah. I guess we'll find out. I don't out. know. I don't see anything devious going on with Mary Andrews. I don't mean devious. I just mean pointing to the idea. I mean, she. We don't, the whole town may be playing Griffiths and Gargoyles, and we just don't know it. Yeah. Oh, God. I hope not. Okay, uh, but co- it does drive him over to the Pembroke. Yeah. He heads over there, even though he's been oh, all beaten up, yeah. to tell Veronica that he loves her, that he wants to get back together. And when he gets over there, classic romantic comedy setup. By the time he gets there, Reggie is already there drinking champagne with Veronica. They've decided to get back together. Sadly, Archie heads home but alone. But Veronica's Monica's like, you, strong. Should, you should just stay. She was like, you could just stay and hang out. Bad. What a horrible you can thing to say. Just watch us fuck. Yeah. We're gonna yeah. fuck in the back. You can watch. <laughs> or how about listen? Reggie would be like, or just stay in here. I'll. We'll call you. <laughs> we'll, we'll text you. We'll call, we'll call you. you on the telephone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then speaking of which, did you guys notice that they had la- everybody had landlines this episode? What do you mean? I feel like that's just that's cell a phones Riverdale don't, thing. Well, yeah. cell phones don't help the show at all. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, they make it harder for There were just a lot of landlines. There was the dude in the gym who was calling, and he, yeah. I expected it to be like, did you hear the news? Yeah. He was calling placing up. one of those murder bets on Archie. Yeah. yeah. And then Peaches also had a landline at her betting station. I guess yeah. it's an old gym. I'll forgive it. Yeah. No. And yeah, it, it's I, I don't mind. It fits the yeah. tone. Just to wrap up the storyline, though, Fargie isn't done. Uh, I think they're done for this season. No, they're coming back next episode. Nope. I don't know, man. I uh, mean, no. you know where I stand. Uh, I'm a. I'm really pushing for I'm Archie just, to come come out of the this cauldron. I'm glad had. that Archie got shot down a little bit because the, the way he treated her, he doesn't deserve her. Oh, what? But what are you talking about? He was, he was like, "I'll do whatever weird scam." No, he was like, "Oh, whatever. I'm just going to leave you and run away. Peace." What? Oh, you're talking about earlier this season. Yeah. Uh, sure. They both, uh, their relationship was not working at that point, but they've grown, they've changed, they've uh, worked through it. They had that sweet moment to the ring where she cups his uh, face. Very cute. Uh, here's what I think is going to happen at this point. Uh, Reggie is a roadblock. That's it. She is yeah, gonna... uh, That's no way to refer to Reggie. Uh, no, no, no. Man, like, he's like jacked. Like a yeah, roadblock. Yeah, exactly. Like a He's big like stone. Like roadblock from G.I. Yes. Joe. But <laughs> gotcha. Uh, but Reggie is there just, it is a relationship of convenience. It is business based. Veronica doesn't seem particularly thrilled about it. What's going to happen next episode is they're going to be put through the ringer. And at the end, Veronica and Archie are going to be like, after what we went through, I don't care. It's always been you, and we'll get back. They'll get, nope. I mean, I not, that's we'll get ha- back together. Not we'll get back together. <laughs> uh, I think that may happen, but it'll be Betty in that position. What? <laughs> that's crazy. That's that would be. That's don't, what I'm hoping. Don't, don't break up a happy home. Betty's don't break up a happy home, dude. Uh, Archie's last line: "See you guys at school," mm-hmm. which I thought was like. After all this crazy shit in this episode. You mean the like, murder school where everybody yeah. just got killed? Yeah, yeah, I'll see you at school. We do in between federal scams. He should have been like, see you at school. And as the elevator closing, one of them would be like, wait, do you actually go to high school still? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, can we talk about the... I just have a quick question for you. Can we now yeah. talk about the most disturbing uh, thing that happened this whole episode? Let's talk about Jughead and then end on Betty. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, you want to talk about Betty last? Oh, you want to do? Let's do Betty now. Let's, let's do, do Betty. Betty. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the most disturbing image was Betty in a goddamn farm T-shirt. 
That uh. was the worst. It's uh, it's supposed to be disturbing, right? Yeah. Like she has a new haircut. Uh, she has the farm T-shirt. Oh. She's clearly like the way Lily Reinhardt is playing it. She's completely stiff, mm. and in all of her muscles, she's walking through the hallways very tentatively. Yeah. Not sure exactly what's going on. Um, yeah, it's supposed to be upsetting. You've she spent all season fighting them. You're supposed to think that she's given it away. Um, but I think, like we were talking about earlier. It's not part of her plan, but she is going to stay removed as much as possible from the farm and try to figure it out, which is what she does this episode. Yeah, it's all part of her plan. Yeah, but it's not going great for her. Um, We find out that she has the serial killer gene. So let's talk about this You can't believe that. You can't just believe somebody saying that to you. So Um, uh, let's talk about the serial killer gene thing. Uh, This is during a meeting with Edgar and Alice and Polly. Uh, They're having a radical honesty thing with her now that she has joined the farm. And Alice reveals when she was eight years old... She uh, crashed her bike, got taken to the hospital with a concussion, and while there, they did a bunch of genetic testing. <laughs> Which not doesn't track <laughs> scientifically. No, yeah. it doesn't. Uh, and they say she has two genes, MAOA and CDH13. Uh-huh. Now, I, I only did a little bit of research about it, just uh, to prep for the podcast a cool. little bit. Thank you for prepping. Uh, no problem. Um just for anybody listening out there, this is not 100% accurate. Like, it's yeah. mostly fantasy stuff. There is a lot of research that has got into specifically the MAOA gene, which is called the warrior gene. And people suspect, based on a lot of studying, that that is something that causes people to do the fight part of the fight and flight response. Right. And when it's out of whack, specifically when there's something wrong with the genes, uh, it potentially can have some link to psychosis. But furthermore... It only really uh, shows off itself in men more than women. Like, in very, very rare cases does it happen in women, and that's only when you have the augmented gene that is not exactly right of the MAOA. Uh, The other part, the CDH13, is something... Hold on, I'm almost done. The CDH13 is uh, something that there's almost no backup research for. It's tied to the MAOA. I believe it's like an enzyme or something Ah. that's excreted off of that gene. Uh, But there's been like one study on it, and it's not exactly... it showed up in some people, but not all of the people. So point is, it's something that they're using as a shorthand for Riverdale. I don't think they're going to go into the science of this, but I thought it was interesting that they touched on something real and then used it for a little bit of fantasy. What were you going to say, Pete? I'm just saying that the farm is constantly lying to people, so they yeah. just are working really hard to get Betty to kind of like relax so that they can have their way with her. And I think it, I mean, it seems to be working at least a little bit on her, especially in this scene. Um, And then Edgar really digs in on her and is like, he starts the hypnosis stuff. Well, I think the reason that it works, too, is like she says, it preys on her dark Betty fears that she has always had this part of her. But you can't be scared of the dark side of yourself. You got to embrace it, lean into it. That's what she is afraid of. She doesn't want to lean into it. She she wants to get away from it. She last season was worried about turning into her dad. Now she finds out the weird piece of information there is. Alice, Polly, and Hal didn't have that gene according to them. It's only Betty. So it's not a connection to Hal. It's not a connection to him. But uh, that to me, I was like, so you're telling me the actual serial killer in our family didn't have the gene? And you're worried about me having it? Yeah. They're tricking her. They're playing on her insecurities and fears. But there's definitely something that doesn't track there. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when also it seems like Edgar's has this uh, psychosis-inducing um, 
therapy session that he's been doing on everybody. He does it on Betty, um, and she faces herself in this dark room. Yeah, and meets we, finally dark get, Betty. we finally get to see this. This is something they've talked about all season long. Cheryl uh, says that she saw her brother, Jason Blossom. Alice says that she saw her son, Charles, who she's never met, or she met once briefly at a doorway, and that was it before turning him away. Um, but we've never seen inside this chamber. We've never seen what's going on. And here, at least in this scene, we get to see Betty confronting Betty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how'd you like that, Pete? It was like double Betty. It was fantastic. I loved it. And then I also liked how later Betty, being smart as shit, took advantage and then was like, all right, what's really going on? Yeah, so she uh, she's talking to Jughead on the phone. She has an idea. She's playing with some candle wax. And yeah. I was like, this, everyone on the show loves candles. Um, and sh- uh, meanwhile, uh, I guess d- very briefly, Jughead, he says on the same phone call, I got my quest, which right. is what I was saying earlier was like, Jughead seems to be playing G&G. Yes. The way he talks on this phone call is he's just very inherently speaking the language of G&G. Yeah. But well, also, I'm glad that Jughead was like, what are you fucking doing? Let me break you out of there. And Betty was like, no, no, not yet. I'm still playing these assholes. Yeah. So she uh, puts some wax in her ears. Smartly. Um, well, or decides to. But first, she uh, has lunch, right? She has lunch, and that's where she learns that the farmies are getting major surgery done Oh, my on them God. By that Edgar. scene. That, okay. So they're sitting down to have lunch. She's talking with Cheryl and Tony uh, and Kevin and Fags and Fags is like, oh, my side hurts a little bit. And they're like, hey, what's going on? And he's like, oh, you know, that kind of just takes away everybody's pain, takes out everybody's pain. Uh, and she says, wait, physical pain? And uh, Tony and Cheryl explain, yeah, you know, your physical pain is an expression of your mental pain and Edgar helps take it out, which is a tiny little procedure. And uh, God love Betty, she immediately lifts up Kevin's shirt and sees an enormous scar where clearly his kidneys have been stolen. And she wastes no time being like, that's major surgery. Clearly your organs have been stolen. What is going on here? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm fine. Yeah. I... As a fan of Tony and Cheryl in particular, I did not understand what was going on with their characters. They are super smart, and there are clearly lots of drugs in the food and elsewhere, uh, because them being fine with having organs taken out is insane. Well, and especially Tony, because like she came into the farm sort of initially just to be with Cheryl and right. as like an insider, but now it seems like she's totally bought in on it, right? which I was surprised at. Yeah. yeah, but I think once you are there, if you are going through those therapy sessions and you're not dealing with it the way that Betty is dealing with it, he's giving you drugs, he's hypnotizing you, he's putting you through these therapy sessions. Sessions clearly, it does trick you. Yeah, it, it doesn't. And it changes your brain. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's what cults do. They change your brain chemistry through lack of protein diets, through these repeated sessions, through yeah. drugs, through all of these other things, until you essentially become a different person. Yeah. yeah. But you can always come back. I've been in multiple cults. Yeah, I've been in a town <laughs> as well. I was in that wild, That's wild why you guys cult. are so fucking cool on cults. Yeah, I was in the farm. That's yeah, ridiculous. I was in a neighboring farm where we you guys, we just took organs from people. From, <laughs> we ate organs. We bought the organs from the farm. It was an ecosystem. You yeah. guys are better than that, all right? You don't my, need a farm to fucking feel good about my yourself. My problem, I was in a uh, cult that harvested piano organs. It was very difficult. Yeah, very hard on the back. Yeah. Uh, here's an interesting thought. Uh, Betty comes out of her set first session with Edgar, and she has pain in her, in her forehead, on her temple. 
Does that mean that, because uh, they talked about later as the episode goes on that he is making them feel physical pain in the areas where he wants to do the surgery. Does that mean the surgery that he's going to do on Betty is her brain? I yeah. think so. I mean, given the genes and everything, I, I'm sure that's what they're aiming towards. Uh, interesting. Lobotomy. Ugh. Oh, man. Uh, so, um, that's Betty, it for Betty, I guess. Yeah, bye-bye, Betty. Thank you for saying that. Uh, so Betty goes back to Edgar, puts wax in her ears. Um, he takes her back to the room, and that's where she's able to break through the hypnosis because she doesn't uh, have to hear the metal balls or whatever. And she sees that it's actually Polly who is impersonating What a fucking Dark reveal. Betty. That yeah. was great. But, but really what was great, great. So, well was, so well done. What I liked was how Betty put it together because Betty, after her first session, was walking on this thing, and then Polly brings up the goddamn you push me down the stairs. That doesn't happen in real life. You're not just like all of a sudden Quint. hear something for the first time and then someone else repeats it. So Betty was like, oh, this is the one I think it is. And then the wax really. Yeah. But man, the fact that Polly is going along with this and doing this to her well, was heartbreaking. We're definitely, let's hold on to that thought and talk about it more at the end of the episode because there's other things that definitely tie into what's going on with Polly. But the other thing we should mention is uh, we see a couple of times Evelyn Evernever is in the farm and she She's getting dialysis. Yep. Um, yeah. As we find out, uh, she's not just old. She's crazy old, I guess. Uh, and yeah. she, uh, Betty goes in, sees that she's getting immunosuppressants, and realizes it's because of organ transplant. She immediately thinks uh, Edgar is stealing organs from everybody and just giving them to Evelyn or packing her with organs or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but... Evelyn says something very interesting here, which is you have no idea what's actually going on. Yeah. Which is the same thing that Edgar repeats at the end of the episode, yeah. which could just be tricking Betty, but I do feel like there's another twist coming with this I part agree. thing. I yeah. agree. I know I've been a pharmacologist, and like I said, nothing wrong with just taking a couple kiddos from some of your friends. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what the fuck? But I do think we're going to get another twist, and we got... We, you we have don't... two kids. You can't just put that out into the world. I didn't say kid. I meant kidneys. That's a fun oh, way of saying kidneys. Yeah, it's short And I kidneys. have two kidneys, too, but you only need one. Oh, my God. Uh, that's why I'm full of Pete. Uh, <laughs> I think we're going to get another, like you say, another twist about what the farm's actual intention. Maybe they're being controlled by uh, another, like the Gargoyle King. Or I don't something know. I like think that. the farm is just harvesting fucking organs. So they I, definitely are doing that. Yes, they're definitely harvesting <laughs> that's organs. That's enough of an evil plot, the guys. The only possibility is, which doesn't seem like a possibility at all, is that Betty has been imagining this whole thing has been in an insane asylum, and that's how they're going to end up the end of the season or something like that. That would be crazy, I unless hope it's a trick. Yeah. I mean, might they be harvesting organs to give to people for a good reason? <laughs> stop. <laughs> Just stop. You're a fucking asshole. They did skip during a Christmas episode this year. That's what I'm so saying. So it might be presents for people. Yep, organ presents. Edgar so, Evernever, Sedgar Clanter Never, Santa Claus. Santa Claus. Santa Claus. I'm glad you put that it. extra step in there. That really <laughs> helped your case. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So um, Betty uses a hairpin to break into the fridge where she finds a bunch of fucking orders. A shit ton. <laughs> and she takes, like, so many, and she takes one of the very poorly packed, uh, I, I don't know, heart or whatever. I could not believe it. when they. Uh, there were several points during this episode while I was watching her. I was like, I can't believe they are going there with the show. Like, they've gone yeah. so many places. They're like, great, now oh, there's a fridge of organs and they're stealing people's organs. Uh, was insane to me. Also, so uh, scary and well-staged, that yeah, scene. very well done. Um, and I love when she goes to Cheryl and Cheryl's like, Betty, shut up with this <laughs> organ stealing theory. You yeah. keep talking about it. And she's like, oh, yeah, you don't believe me? Here is a kidney on like one ice cube. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, and then so that, your problem was there wasn't enough ice in there. That's, I'm telling you, that kidney's going bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then though, we get to the secrets of the episode that killed me. Yeah, absolutely so killed good. me. Um, Betty heads off to go get Kevin and Fangs, but Cheryl immediately is like, "Wait a second. If they're harvesting organs, Tony is about to oh. have a procedure. Yeah. Starts sobbing and running after her, attacks several doctors with a scalpel, grabs Tony. Pushes a tray like mod- medium hard into them. Right. Uh, but it knocks them over. Yeah. Uh, rescues Tony. They're running out of there. Uh, and they lead to, I, I know you guys are making fun of me, but I kid you not, like the thing that made me let out a sob out loud when it happened. When they get to the window, Tony crawls out the window and Cheryl locks the window yeah. Yeah. and puts her hands up and says, I love you. This is the only way you're going to escape. Tony is shocked. Cheryl turns around, starts kicking pun- ass kicking ass, yeah. and keeping the doctors away. So Tony has enough time to escape. She runs off through woods, looks back and sees Cheryl standing there being dragged away. That was... Destroyed, like I was completely destroyed by that. Great moment, yeah. It was, it was horrifying. It was really good. Um, but then we, we, we at the same time, we have another horrifying image, which I don't know if you saw this or remember this. Kevin and Fags doing playing uh, hacky sack. It's crazy. Horrifying. I can't believe we had to see that. Like on this, on this show, characters were hacking it up. There were there are a couple of moments. What I actually one of the things that I loved about this episode is in the midst of all these insane things like stealing organs and gargoyle kings and black hooks and everything else, there's just these quick funny images like Kevin and Fangs playing hacky sack <laughs> for no reason at the beginning of the scene. It's very difficult for two people to play hacky sack. Too. So funny. You sort of or want to earlier when Ar- we talked about this, but when Archie says, oh, "Your dad sucks," yeah. The, oh, <laughs> yeah, little moments like that that they could get humor in the middle of all this high drama is. Wonderful. And I plus, it makes them kids still. Like they are still, even though like Kevin's like, I don't mind having my organs taken, and I totally believe this cult leader and blah blah blah. He's like, but I want to hack a little bit. <laughs> yeah, and then they drag Betty. Oh, this they grab is... Betty. They drag Horrible. Betty. Uh, it's fine because Fags will be on another storyline next episode, so I'm not yeah. too worried about it. Fags him. Is like, I water ski now. <laughs> you guys want to go for a ride? And they capture Betty. Uh, Tony gets oh. away. She's clearly going to come oh. back, save Cheryl next episode, which is great. Uh, but Betty is taken to the operating room. Edgar, blood-spattered apron, standing over her, says, okay, it's time for your procedure. And as we mentioned earlier, says, you, you don't know what you saw, which yeah. I think we really need to hang on to a little bit. See, I'm not saying they're good. They are bad. Like, they are uh, unequivocally I guess, bad. I guess we'll see. But I do. <laughs> Fuck you. I guess Fuck we'll see. You. I guess we'll see. There's definitely something else going on here. <laughs> Why are you fighting um, this? I don't, Why are you dying on this hill? Uh, organs? Uh, you, I mean, you eat meat. That's basically organs. Yeah, well, I think uh, they're playing you like an organ. <laughs> and I should know because I was in that cult. That that's true. That, that piano is cult. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so that's Pe- uh, Betty's storyline. That's story Betty's line. wild storyline. Now let's get on to Jughead. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, so Jughead. By the way, I hope you guys are strapped in because this podcast is three hours Yeah, this is, uh, well, the, well, there's a lot to discuss. Um, I can't. I can't wait. This. I can't 
the, what's happening to Betty right now is driving me insane. Like, it, I can't. It's really freaking me out. Well, because she also, she ends the episode saying to Edgar, you'll never get away with this. FP and Jughead are going to save me. Yeah. Neither of them are in the right place. I have no they idea. They have no idea what's going on. I have no yeah. idea how anybody is going to get to her in time. Jughead's doing some manual labor in a graveyard <laughs> at the end of the episode, and FP is, like, having a drink with his buddies for arresting Hiram, yeah. probably. Right. So, like, no one's on the Betty tip right now. Yeah. Um, which may, you know may be a reason. save? Archie. Yeah. And that's why they're going to kiss. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, definitely not. Definitely not. That's what right, I think is going to happen. Let's move on to the Jughead storyline because so much happens in that one as well. Yes. Uh, so Jughead's like, I have my quest. He says it under his breath. He's playing G&G, whether he likes it or not. He's the Hellcaster. Um, he asked Jellybean about Ricky, and I'll tell you what, I don't trust Jellybean. Yeah, there's a little bit I've of a blank stare coming to ever, dude. Thanks yes. for finally saying something about that. I really appreciate it, Justin. Hey, anytime. You know, I have my eyes on the prize, and I'm really good at predictions. I feel like I'm the main predictor of this show. And I think I've been proven right time and only once, really. Because Pete somehow keeps threading the needle and being right about stuff. Yeah, bullseye every single goddamn time. It's crazy. It's like he thinks in Riverdale. Yes. All right. Which works on this podcast, but maybe not in real life. <laughs> yes. So Jellybean, though, gives up some information, says, I don't know, Ricky's talking to a gargoyle king or something, and he's going to ascend or something. I don't even know what's going on. Two, that was just as suspect as Polly talking to Betty. To yes, me. absolutely. Uh, but she tells him where Ricky is. Uh, well, actually, first he finds out that Ricky was the one who sent the invitation. Yeah, yep. he tracks back the gem- Esther to uh, another random dude. Yeah, Jughead he does goes a to high job for some like reason. Detective work of tracking everything down. Yes, uh, he then he's uh, he talks to Jellybean. He's racing into the woods to find Ricky before he ascends, kills himself. Um, he grabs him, and all of a sudden, there's like fifty rabid Boy Scouts. Oh my god, wait, that wait, was wait, amazing! I love to he like kicks over both the goblets. That was a fun moment too. Yeah, he's, he's like, like, don't no. I just poured those? <laughs> yeah. So it's Tilted's Lost Boys, a bunch of uh, I don't even remember what they call them at this point at Riverdale. But like a bunch adventure of co- scouts, or adventure something. scouts, yeah, uh, who run out of the woods and chase him, like maybe thirty or forty of them, or something like yes. that. So with sharp, and he sticks. escapes into the bunker where he finds Ethel. Now, there's another interesting detail in terms. She's of been in the sex bunker the whole time. Not the whole time. Maybe the whole time, watching everybody have sex yeah. in the sex bunker. And no one's been having sex lately. The no, sex man. bunker is just becoming a candle bunker. Yeah, yeah. at a dead body bunker. Yeah. Dead body bunker. Yes. Uh, now, there's an interesting thing that they mentioned here. Last, not a last episode, but two episodes ago, there was a quest that the Jones family went on to save the princess, right? Right. Who we assumed was Princess Jellybean. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Ethel is also Princess Ethelene. Right. Yeah. Do you think they were actually talking about Princess Ethelene the whole time? No, I think they were talking about Jellybean. Okay. And she's the princess. She was dressed like a princess when they were... I think that uh, the the princess. I think we're made to think it's Princess Ethelene by Jughead's line, mm-hmm. but I don't think they were, they weren't protecting Ethel. Ethel was hiding in the bunker. I think they are talking about Jellybean. Except at the same time, she's playing the game. She also says the line when he comes in. He she says, "Help me, Jughead. You're my only hope." Yeah. So Star that's the Wars Princess line. Leia yeah. thing yeah. going on. Um, so I don't know. Maybe it's just unconnected. Maybe they used princess twice on the show. It could be. I don't know. I, it, when I first heard him say we have to protect the princess, it made me think it was Jellybean. Okay. Um, maybe I'm wrong. Pete will tell me. Uh, <laughs> who do you think it was? No, I, th- I thought it was chick? Jellybean. Is it Chick? No, princess chick. It's never chick. It's never Everybody chick. It's chick. never chick. Everybody. Chick it's is the real princess the of Riverdale. That's quite God a prediction. It. It's never chick. Um, so, yeah, he finds Ethel. She lays on a Star Wars line pretty thick. Yeah. Um, she's still in the game, and she knows the identity 
of the gargoyle. Okay. Right. And Jughead says, you have to tell me. And she says, no. And he says, okay. And yeah. then decides to take her to safety and save her and figure out a way of shutting down the game and saving everybody. But there's always that one kid is not, you know. Well, not to be a dad about this whole thing, but where the fuck are these kids' parents? <laughs> They're the Lost the boys. boys. They're no. the Lost Boys. They're wandering through the woods. They have parents somehow. Do they? Have, they must. I don't know. Nobody seems to have parents in this town. Well, I, a lot of hot dads. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Maybe it's a bunch of muscly dads wandering through the woods as well. Yeah. Muscle dads. Muscle dads. Muscle dads. Anyways, moving on. Uh, How many muscle dads do you think there are, Pete? Who fucking cares? So the Lost Boys are like, hey, we have to... Jack went back to get his jackknife. Uh, He's the smallest Lost Boy. And (laughs) Jack's like, well, we have to go find him. Uh, So he and Ethel go uh, and get on this bus. They find Jack. That's the creepiest bus ever. Very, again, like a funny little shot where he pops up his head and goes, hi. Yeah. Very funny. Uh, And then the black hook shows up. Yeah. uh, Starts scratching his hook everywhere, chases them into the bus. They trap him into the bus. Clearly don't check on him later or anything like that, but that's fine. Weird. Think you'd want to try to arrest him. Also, I thought it was like, that won't hold him for long. Yeah. But to me, it felt like the the Black Hook was doing here was not, he was just trying to scare them. He wasn't trying to get them. Right. Right. He was dragging his hook. It felt very performative to me. Yes, it did feel very performative. Also, again, physically, he just doesn't look like Hal You've got to pick up on His eyes don't look like Hal. His body doesn't look like Hal. Who gives a shit? He had a t-shirt on. What do you mean, who gives a shit? It's a major plot line on the show. Well, they... The, it's clearly just an actor filling in for somebody. No, you don't, that's no, not. I think it's you, the real. You can't be like the reveals. Like, well, they can't be held because no, I think for this two is, seconds. Of I think this time. was literally Hart Denton who they brought in to do this episode. Yeah, who plays Jack? That's Jake. ridiculous. Come I on. think it is because he's been beefy the whole time. He can't all of a sudden be he was skinny. Beefy. He was beefy last episode. He's not beefy this episode. So there's. Jake. Chick, who's the fucking Black Hood, and then there's the Black no, Hood. I think they used a stuntman the last episode. I think this episode was Chick. That's bullshit. It's Chick. Stop it's, trying it's... to shoehorn chick into things, you asshole. <laughs> you said chicken? <laughs> chick into things. Oh, I got you. Uh, okay. Stop shoehorning move... chicken. <laughs> <laughs> got it. Let's move forward. So your prediction is chicken-based. So Ethel says, hey, guess what? Sorry, move. I don't want to stay on this too much. Uh, tenders or nuggets? What do you think? <laughs> What do you think, Pete? Because tenders are the true hero. (laughs) (laughs) So Ethel reveals. So Ethel tells Jughead that Jason Blossom is the gargoyle. Yes. And then Jughead has this line where he's talking to Ben. (laughs) So funny. I'm going to have to dig up Jason's body, aren't I? As if the story itself was speaking to Jughead and being like, hey, man, sorry. I love that, though. I love that. Cole Sprouse's delivery on that, Mm -hmm. where he's like, I can't believe this is the thing that I have to do now, was great. Uh, So ridiculous. I let's talk about this Jason Blossom thing. So yeah. this yeah, guy's think Yeah, a little bit. Uh, so he does go and digs up the coffin. This is where we had the episode, opens it up, and Jason Blossom's coffin is empty. empty. Yeah. So what do you think? Is Jason Blossom the gargoyle king? Yeah, Ethel said he is. I don't know if you can trust Ethel. What? I think it's not going to be Jason Blossom. Mm. Do you think it will be? I don't know. I'm very 50-50 on it right now yeah. because I think there would be nothing more shocking than bringing back Jason Blossom yeah. at this point. I do think if they are going to end the season in a crazy way and really link it back, particularly given the empty coffin, sure, why not figure out a way to bring him back? But given the weirdly offhand way they filmed the scene where he says Jason Blossom and the empty coffin, it does feel to me like 
know there's some sort of fate going it's on. It's like there. a redheaded herring. What Ooh. what if uh, Cheryl was actually seeing Jason Blossom when she was in the farm? Yeah, I mean, if he's alive, that would make sense. But I do think there's been a whole thing this season with uh, the dead being alive. And then as we found out this episode, it's not the case. It's Edgar Evernever hypnotizing people and someone from the farm playing them. Except, okay, so let's get back to the poly of it all. If it's poly, it would make sense that Jason is actually all or also there. Like they were heading, yeah, and alive. Because they were heading to the farm in the first place. That's information that we know when Jason Blossom's. Do you think Holly and Jason have been happily ever after in the fucking farm this whole time? Something is going on. I'll throw something out at you. If. I know you hate talking about Chick, but yes. I think there's a slight, like this is a 20% possibility that it is Polly, Jason, Jason Blossom as the Gargoyle Chick. King, Chick as the Black Hook, and Edgar Evernever, who is actually Charles Smith, the supposedly dead son of Alice and FB, who are all working together on this thing. That's cool theory. That's that's too much. It's, it is, it a is lo- too much, yeah. but also <laughs> it's Riverdale. It's just <laughs> enough. Right, I'm aware of the show, but no, that's not. First off, let go of Chick. Do us all a fucking favor, and oh guys, God. just let go. I hope so hard he comes back. <laughs> I hope so hard just to hear you say, next episode we tape, and you're going to really eat crow, aren't you? <laughs> you're going to really eat it up. Or in your case, chicken. <laughs> <laughs> No. So I don't know. I think that would be a crazy villain team up way to end things. Yeah. Again, there's the connection between Polly and Jason, um, which would make a lot of sense. Whatever happens with Edgar, whatever happens with whoever the Black Hook is or anything like that. Like, I think there is that connection there. But to logically figure out how they faked Jason's body because Kevin and Moose stumbled on his dead body in the water in the first season. Yeah. It, there's got to be some sort of logical explanation there. And it was probably th- Chick. It was probably Chick. Yeah, it was, was probably Chick. Well, yeah. the other possibility there, if you want to go totally insane, is twins, right? Like, we've already had secret twins. Another twin? That, uh, no, uh, that's that's, that's a floating, triplet, my friend. That's, that's what you triplet. call a triplet. Yeah, absolutely. Like, that's a possibility as well, I guess. These are all stretches. Now, we also have characters. Uh, we have the other Blossom. Uh, we have the father Blossom. And then um, his brother, uh Claudius. Right. Right. Clifford uh, and Claudius. Clifford and Claudius. Like, what if it's... I Jason's body was very obviously... See, we saw his dead body a lot. Yes. And he's been... He, to me, he feels like... Bringing him back feels like the the Uncle Ben in Spider-Man. You never bring back Uncle Ben. Like, it, it, he's the one character you sort of, like, that launched the ship. To bring him back feels... I, I don't know if they would do that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It it breaks the show, but also yeah. that's but what Riverdale does. why would Ethel right? say Jason Blossom then? Here, like, I'll throw well. something even crazier out at you that I don't think will happen, but we know there's going to be a crazy end to the season. What if the Gargoyle King is not Jason, right? Mm-hmm. They have, it turns out to be somebody else, whoever it is. It's, it's Chick, it's Hal, it's uh, Edgar, it's anything like that. But then the end of the season, Jason Blossom is still alive. Like, he walks in and is like, hey, Cheryl, how are you doing? I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, and they somehow explain that. Well, but, like, what are the other... So we have we have the, the, group, the group theory who there. I, who now I'm thinking is... Edgar's the Gargoyle King. Yeah. That seems unlikely to me because they keep saying there's something else going on here. Uh, 
Though I will say uh, the clue we got last week about the tattoo, a blonde, blue-eyed person got tattoos um, with Gargoyle King. So that to me, that to us was pointing toward chick. As we've covered, did we cover that? No. Okay. Well, we actually, I think we did. Uh, who else is on the table as a potential Gargoyle King? Because one factor that I think the the version you just said doesn't cover is the legacy aspect. Um, sure. The fact that the Midnight uh, Club and all of that, like who then launched the ship back in the beginning? Clifford. It could be Clifford. Could like be, but Clifford, then he would have to be... Are you saying it's Clifford it to Jason? Clifford was the Jason. original Gargoyle King, and then Jason is the current Gargoyle King. Right. Because that could potentially fulfill, like you're saying, the legacy aspect, because Clifford was grooming Jason. He always wanted Jason to be like him, take over the drug trade through their maple trade, uh, uh, all of that stuff that was going on. So, sure, I think there is a way of explaining that. Again, I don't, I don't know if I want Jason Blossom to be alive. It's a huge move. Yeah. A huge move. So who else do we have on the table then in the non-Blossom family? Literally anybody my head hurts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to have to take part of your brain out. Oh, that's fine. Because we all, as we've tested, we all have the serial killer gene. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Jughead, as we talked about last episode, I sure, think he's... Not, uh, he's not on the table. Hermione, I've had uh, on the table for a long I, time. I just want to throw out at the Jughead thing. I still think it's like a slim possibility that I do the too. core form. Nope. But uh, the way that they played out Jughead, until they said it's Jason Blossom... I was watching the episode being like, all right, do any of these clues match up with Jughead? They don't contradict it. No. Like, if Ethel is still playing the game, if Ricky is still playing the game, they refer to him as Hellcaster, but they are work- working him through these things. It's entirely possible he could be the Gargoyle King somehow and not know it. Right. You I, know? I think that's a possibility. Uh, the drug factor in all this what, as like well. like a Fight Club scenario where it's been him the whole time? A Fight Club scenario, or he wrote something, or like they've pieced together some sort of writings of Jughead and are following his teachings, and he is the Gargoyle. Because it would be really cool at the end of it to lay all this at his feet and be like, you did this. Yes. You've made this. Because I do think that's where we're heading to. The next episode, we know that the core four are running through the woods. They are playing one last game. Yeah. I think it is going to be very much put at their doorstep, and they're going to have to face everything they've supposedly done and said over the course of three Well, if we're talking about things that we want to have happen in the next episode, I would like them to deal with the fucking floating babies. And I would also love if, like, someone tries to rescue Betty and Betty's got fucking Edgar on the operating table and she's about to carve his ass open. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Very specific request. Um, Because what I was talking about last week of FP being the legacy aspect to Jughead being the connecting point in the future. So the FP has been sort of grooming Jughead or take maybe he's the one who's been taking his writings and adapting them. Yeah, I mean, listen, there's any direction that they could go <laughs> in next episode. I don't know how they're going to make anything make sense, but I will say I've been incredibly nervous about these last two episodes just because they have so many balls in the air, but given how satisfyingly they wrapped up the boxing storyline, I'm much more encouraged about this last episode. Me too. I'm excited. They've got set the pieces up really well, and there's a lot of potential suspects. I still think um, a lot of clues that Jellybean is maybe up to no good. Uh, I feel like Gladys could be a potential Gargoyle King. Um, I've said Hermione for a long time. It feels like the Lodge storyline has been concluded, and we're not going to see them again. Um, uh, Who else... Uh, who else is on the table? Anybody? Well, Betty's on the operating table, right, Pete? Yeah, she is. That's uh, so fucking right. scary, man. 
Uh, all I well, what do you want? You've said what you want out of the last episode. You mm-hmm. want to see the stuff you want to see? Mm-hmm. Um, Mass surgery, I believe. You said. And I also want to see the farm burn to the fucking ground. Yeah, I well, yes, I, I think the two things that I really want out of the finale at this point is I want them to wrap up the farm and gargoyle king storylines. I don't know how they're going to do that in uh, 42 minutes. I think they'll do it. Yeah. I'm I, confident in that they will wrap it up. I really hope so, because I think that would be much more satisfying than leaving it as a cliffhanger for next season. But the other thing that I want, which I do think we're going to get, is Tony taking up the bow and arrow and rescuing Cheryl from the farm. That's Hell yeah. very cool. I think we're, I, we will get a twist of some sort, I think, at the end of this season yes. uh, to set up the next season. Uh, I mean, they've been is. pretty plain with that. The yeah. writers have been very open. They haven't said what it is, but they've said that the end of the season is so crazy, uh, they don't know what's going to happen the next season. That makes me think the FP Jughead uh, there, that's what I'm putting my money on right now, yeah. is FP uh, Jughead being part of it. And I think that, I, what I want to see Fuck next you, episode man. is... Fuck you for saying that. Okay. Uh, they, thank you. Uh, I think we're going to get... Um, I would like to see Betty and Archie get together, as I've, Stop it. As I've said Stop from day one. I think the Jughead agendas. being the Gargoyle King or being in, involved in that would really push that along. Yeah, well, I, I would say the two crazy things that potentially that I've been batting around in my head, one, the Jason Blossom thing that I mentioned before, regardless of how they pay that off with the Gargoyle King storyline, if they end the season with Jason Blossom alive, that's a huge cliffhanger for the next yeah. season. Yeah. The other one that I think I've thrown out before, there's this scene that everybody's been talking about where it certainly looks like it's Veronica and Archie reuniting under a tree. If they did something where it's Veronica and Archie have that scene where they're like, after everything we've been through, I love you, you love me, we need to get together, they get close to kiss, and then the camera fades, and it's Archie and Betty, and there's been a time jump like five years later or something like that. Five years. So that they what? jump past One college. Month. <laughs> One month. I you can jump past college? You're yeah, crazy. Yeah, jump past college. No, they're not going to do that. They're clearly more interested on the show and seeing everybody be small business owners than high yeah, school students. That's true. we got to get senior year. I, I know. I want to see senior year. No. I'm, I'm just throwing out stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I like I, a time jump of a couple months jumping through this summer accomplishes that accomplishes that right as well. and i don't want to see that happen because i want betty and jughead to be together and i'm happy to see veronica and archie to be together but if they ended with that that would freak everybody out that's what i'm talking about that that's happens. what i think is what's happening i haven't seen this so i don't know how romantic it is but to me it'd be cool if it was when sh- harry met sally very romantic very romantic uh you should see it. It's a very funny movie, I'm, too. I've seen Harry Met Sally. Yeah. I, I'm talk- I'll have what you're having. Oh, Jesus sake. Or were you going to say Terminator 2? Because that's not very romantic. <laughs> well, what if it's just Cheryl and Jason? Uh, the you first know, Terminator Because they is went romantic. to the lake. Uh, they were originally supposed to be like hanging out together. It would be nice if they kind of got under. You, you know, mean Polly and Jason? Or you mean Cheryl and Jason just hanging out as just hanging out as brother and sister again, <laughs> not like making out oh, on the I street, just like saying. having a, just like happy to be like back so together. Just just to check, you're crazy. I you like for the season is <laughs> Cheryl and Jason hanging out on a lake. Yeah, <laughs> they're back together, but they're, they're not making out. No, why would they be making out? I don't know. You keep bringing it up. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Cheryl and a dead Oh, man. God. All right. Okay. We have one episode left, but for this episode, who won the episode? Pete, I'll go to you. This is going to be a shocker. I'm not sure who it is. Go ahead, Pete. Betty, all day, er, day. 
Oh man, you, what if? I mean, she, she could be. She could die next episode. Don't so. you fucking put that out <laughs> I'm there. I'm just saying. Don't you fucking put that out She's there. She's in a pretty tight tight spot. You know who can get out of tight spots? Betty. But I don't know. She's uh, all she does ask. is dodge bullets. Okay, well, I guess we'll see. <laughs> uh, Justin, what about you? Uh, I'm gonna give it to Archie. I thought Ooh. Archie had a great episode. Um, he, he did. The boxing sequence is really good. He uh, tried to. He put his heart out there. Got rejected, and is really. I just hope he's able to hold out until he can fall into the arms of his true love. That's ridiculous. Uh, I I agree with both of you guys, but I'm just going to pick Cheryl just because that scene got me so hard. Ah, yes. Uh, That was great. Uh, Such a good scene. Seeing her kick those doctors' asses was amazing. The Star Trek window moment was amazing, too. Yeah. So good. Love that scene. Hated that scene. Put me through so many emotions. Guys, if you want to support our podcast, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. at the People's Improv Theater Loft in New York. Come on by. We'll chat with you about Riverdale. Pete, what else do you want to plug? Friend us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have on our live show. Follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live and at Riverdale Dark. And at Riverdale After on Instagram. You can check us out at comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and more. Also be sure to rate, subscribe, and like this podcast. You can subscribe to it on iTunes, uh, Android, Stitcher, Spotify, or the platform of your choice. And we'll see you one more time this season after dark. This has been another great episode of Chick Theories. Keep them coming <laughs> in, guys. Oh, fuck you.